0: Edition of Films on Trial, Episode Number 28, Jingle All the Way. I'm Gav. I'm Dave. I'm Joel. I'm Alex. Basically, we are four lads from Liverpool who like to sit around and bitch about films. You could say we are the 12 days of Christmas, my true love came to me. Five golden Ringo stars, four oh. lava beds, three Lennons, two Harrison, and Paul McCartney in a pear tree. Well, it, it's Liverpool and it's thing, that his music. These people will
1: get that one, so I like your other
2: You used all, some big ones there, all I of did,
0: once. I did. And you know what? Screw all of you guys. I, I, that I think that should have garnered a bit more of a reaction than indifference.
2: Again, Again. A, a great comedian always shouts at his
3: audience. <laughs> Fairly <laughs> complimentary.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, and, and as always, we are joined by our George Martin of the group, Austin Ray. Hello, Austin. Hello, everyone. Uh, so if you've never heard this show before, basically we take a film and we put it on trial. It is as simple as that. However, uh, this month something a little bit different. We're doing a Christmas-themed month where each of us are putting on our favourite uh, Christmas films. but are putting them on trial. So this week, it's my turn with Jingle All The Way. Uh, there's also going to be your usual whole host of hilarity and... Games and quizzes, uh, Biffy songs, a terrible impression or two, loads of stuff like that. So uh, before we move on to all of that, let's have a little bit of news. and gone.
1: Lovely. Short and sweet. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. feel a little bit short-changed, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, he didn't. Oh.
2: There we go. Thank you. Right, okay. I'll do the uh, whole, uh, you
0: know, four verses as well. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so yeah, we're just going to go around in a circle and we're going to discuss a newsworthy topic that has happened this week. So uh, without further hesitation, Alex, what's your piece of news for the week?
2: Uh, My piece of news is the trailer. It's not that fresh this week, but have you seen the trailer for Deadpool 2 that came out fairly recently? where it's quite an unusual trailer where it's sort of a kind of a comedy thing where Ryan Reynolds dressed as Deadpool is pretending to do a painting and then it sort of doesn't really have anything to do with the film. Uh, And then it cuts, it's sort of, I think it's in a style of like a 70s,
1: you've seen it Bob Ross Ross. Ross.
2: so it's in that style and then I don't know I found it really funny I just I, I was watching it and it just made me laugh out loud and then it cuts quite nicely into some what looks like really exciting bits of the film but not too much just some really good bits so I thought it was an actually fantastic quite an original new trailer and I don't know. I hope they do that a bit more. I loved it.
0: Well, that that's probably a teaser trailer. And I think since then they've actually released another f- trailer. I think it was today. In the same actually, style or? oh, I don't know. Hopefully in the same style. But you know, studios they probably were like, oh man, we're really. Uh, afraid that people might not come and see this, so let's just put four minutes of the film in a trailer.
2: Even as a teaser, it was it was a bit different, and I liked it. but well, I like that that teaser teaser that they had
0: last year. Um, oh, what? Well, we had to get changed in the. Yeah, oh, it wasn't yeah. even last year. It was, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was to tie in with the, the Logan, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really funny, to be honest. um Yeah, so yeah, excited to see you. anybody else.
1: Yep, I am. <laughs> just uh, as I said before, kind of off air, I'm a little bit apprehensive now that Fo- that Disney have bought Fox what will happen to Deadpool, probably more so than any of the other characters, just because, you know, Deadpool is so uh, X-rated as a character in Disney. Uh, it's not really going to fit in with the kind of thesis, is it?
2: Yeah, but it's through Marvel, though, isn't it? Or, I mean, I, I think Disney want to make money above all else. And I think, yeah, I, th- I think they'll be able to do it without, you know, Star Wars isn't exactly, you know, it's not princesses and all that sort of thing. So I, th- I think they'll want to make money. And they'll keep Deadpool, Deadpool successful because it's ultra violence. So they're not going to change that formula, I don't think. Yeah,
0: but isn't Leia a princess? <laughs>
2: that's good point. Good point, Gavin. <laughs> great, great point. <laughs> thanks, yeah.
0: thanks, man. It's it's been a while coming and me trying to get a point about Star Wars. That's correct. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm excited to see it nonetheless. Right, uh, Dave. What is your piece of news for the week?
3: um i was just going to talk about the fact that star wars is here Mm. i'm sure it's been a part of our news features for a few weeks now it's finally here. it's landed you've uh, all seen it uh we've seen it we've seen with the and the reviews are in as well and it's i don't know i have i
2: have i'll just want to stop you here a little bit because i've not seen it i'm desperately trying i probably won't see it for another week or two
3: we were not going to drop any spoilers i I
2: was was, and then people do so I, (laughs) I, i was to be honest Okay. I yep. think one interesting
1: don't. thing. Do you mind me saying the Rotten Tomatoes score? Or uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I actually don't want anything. Should I leave the room? Maybe because no, yeah. it's going to for,
2: for the next forty-seven <laughs>
0: minutes. <Yeah. laughs>
1: Please,
2: yeah, forty-seven minutes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, Why? about If we give our rating out of ten,
0: each one of us gives a rating out of ten. Is that
2: a spoiler for you? No, i I trust you not to spoil it. Go on. You can have a chat about it. It's it's fine. I'll I'll contain myself. What did he get on Rotten Tomatoes?
1: Well, actually, I won't say the score, but one thing I found really interesting, actually, is that the critics have rated it almost flawlessly, uh, but the user review is, uh, there's a huge gap. There's oh, wow. kind okay. of a, a map, it's just above 50, the user rating. Okay. Whereas the critics have rated it around the 90 mark, which I thought kind of speaks volumes about it, really. So the little I've heard, it seems to be it's splitting fan opinion. Yeah. yeah, massively, I think. I've seen a lot of comments kind of, what I've researched, people saying, "Oh, you fucking, you know, uh, all these Star Wars kind of fans who just want the original stuff back and all that type of stuff," and it's, it's, it tends to be the uh, one side of the argument. How do you feel about
2: that? You're a big original Star Wars fan. Do you, I mean they already did the original films? Don't we need to but change it? And I don't it
1: really up? want to tell you too much, but. I, I was saying to these guys before, I feel like everything that they did with The Force Awakens, they just pissed all over it, basically. oh, that's my, that's my synopsis of it. But then
3: we I, talk about originality, and The Force Awakens was almost a scene-for-scene scene remake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of exactly. And this does demonstrate a bit more originality in the storyline, that's all I'll say. So maybe that's what people have taken umbrage with, I don't know. I,
0: I read a, 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 a... The best way I could put it is... If you like Star Wars, uh, you're not going to like this film. Or <laughs> if, if you like uh, emo film noirs set in high schools, then you're going to love it. Love it. Ready for it. Ready for it. Uh, uh,
2: like, so I, I really loved The Force Awakens. Hated Rogue One with almost the exact KLA. same passion. Yeah. Uh, I found so, the same. To me, so least. yeah, did you? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so uh, how am I gonna? How if you could predict now, how am I gonna take the it's last? Bit, I,
1: I actually think as a film, it's a pretty decent film. I just mm. think that as a Star Wars yeah. film, it kind of destroys a lot of what came before it. So, I don't yeah.
3: think you'll dislike it, but you may have a good laugh at it along the way. Oh, interesting.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I can go with that. Yeah, so we leave it there.
2: So we can have a proper review after you've watched it. Maybe we Thank can discuss you. it in yeah. depth, and then probably people who've been listening to it. <laughs> might, might should not all mind. have seen it yeah. by now you know. <laughs> they might not mind us talking
0: about yeah, it either true. yeah I'd say oh. out of 10 I would give it a good strong 2 <laughs> <laughs> don't. Ouch. don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right, ok well thank you very much uh, so my piece of news for the <laughs> week is that, ah, ha, ha. um, (laughs) Is that the
3: Swedish band?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're coming back. They're making a return. Or did the cat just stand on you? (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit of both, to be honest. Uh, My piece of fake news is that Woody Harrelson is circling the new Venom movie. Um, So he's in talks to play an as-yet-unknown character. But I think Woody Harrelson is a fantastic actor, to be honest. And I think the majority of films that he's in are good.
2: And I think it doesn't even matter because he'll be in it and he'll be boss. He does well, add a lot to a film, doesn't he? Yeah. As soon as he comes on, you just instantly like the film a lot more.
3: Yeah, he's one of those actors, you see his name come up in the credits and it's like, like you oh, know,
2: great. I can relax a little yeah. bit now. Yeah. I know I'm going to be I'm going to like this. Uh, at least some scenes I'm going to really enjoy. So it's got people
0: thinking, because it also coincided with uh, Tom... Uh, and then he said, Tom Hanks, uh, Tom Hanks <laughs> Tom is playing Venom. I would love to see that, to be honest, Tom <laughs> Hanks is Venom. Uh, so Tom Hardy is is playing Venom and he released an Instagram post the other day and it had, it was basically just like he put his, count, uh, his phone on his chest and taken a shot up towards his face. But you saw a bit of his outfit and it looked more like sort of a combat gear than it did, you know, Spider-Man's Venom. Uh, so people are actually talking about, well, what type of Venom is it? Which which incarnation of Venom is, is this film going to be about? And apparently there's a storyline. I mean, I haven't read up much about Venom myself. I was a big Spider-Man fan when I was a kid, but I haven't, I haven't read up about this version of it. But there's a version where Venom is like a, a sort of like Punisher type figure. And he's almost like a rogue sort of commando that goes from war to war, like a mercenary just basically killing everybody uh so he's used like a government tool essentially and they think that because of what tom hardy was wearing that might be that that's what the film is about incarnation of venom. yeah,
1: yeah so, i think it's called agent venom i haven't read it but um basically rather than like the symbiote controlling the person i think uh like he learns to control the powers a little bit yeah so, um and he uses it for good rather than evil
0: yeah so it, and it's not eddie brock so Eddie Brock was the original one, wasn't he? He was mm-hmm. a reporter. Um, no, sorry, no. Who was the original one? Was the original one Flash Thompson? Either mm-hmm. way, anyway, Eddie Brock got uh, Venom and got the symbiote, and he was sort of like um, imagine two for grace. <laughs> uh, so right. people are, are thinking that you know Eddie, um, that Tom Hardy might not be playing that character because Tom Hardy's like uh, you know the, the essential um, man. You know he, he's like if you looked up. Man in a sexual man, <laughs> he's very masculine. Yeah, yeah, you have his picture, okay. so, so yeah. that's not Eddie Brock. Yeah, yeah, it's got people thinking, like, what type of Venom film is it going to be? Either way, it's got Woody Harrelson in it, uh, Woody Harrelson in it, Michelle Williams as well, uh, and Tom Hardy. So it's going to be good.
2: Yeah, are you excited? I am, you know, actually. Joel, you're a big Spider fan,
1: you yeah, excited? I'm excited. What Gav says makes sense because I don't see otherwise how they could have Venom without Spider Man, to be honest. Dave, um, are
3: you excited? Uh, relatively. I'm not as big a Spider Man fan as I think some of the other people in this room, but it's a good cast. Sounds good. They can't mess it up anymore. Spider Man 3 did. So show me what you got.
0: <laughs> yeah, go back uh, on our website and listen to the Spider Man 3 debate, by the way, guys. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, please do. Please,
0: please do. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so uh, just wrapping up, Joel, what is your piece of news for the week?
1: Uh, well mine's not massively to do with films actually in fact it's not to do with films at all but basically well, they, very much. They, oh, <laughs> they are potentially bringing the it crowd uh to the u.s the oh, yeah, yeah. u.s version potentially which i have mixed feelings about but then when i think about the u.s office which is probably one of my favorite kind of comedy programs of all time now along with the uk office i think it could be good so i'm definitely uh, you know gonna keep my eye on that one well, they actually filmed a pilot
0: of um, the US IT crowd a couple, a couple of years back, maybe three yeah. years ago. Um, and it starred uh, Richard Ayoade. Um and Chris O'Dowd. No, no, no. It had, um, oh, who was it? It played Chris O'Dowd. It was, it was an American actor, but they were a, a name anyway. Um, but it wasn't well received. It wasn't picked up at the time. So it must have been re-revised by somebody, you know, by a studio. And they thought maybe they had a second thought
1: about it. Well, apparently somebody called Graham Linen or Linehan. I'm not, you know, I haven't I've heard of him before, but apparently <laughs> uh, he is the one going to be reviving it. Um, yeah, he's he's he's, he's, the,
0: he's the writer and creator Graham Linen. He Did
2: Father Ted? He did Father Ted and he's,
0: Big he's, Train. It's Gra- and
2: Graham Linnehim. Graham Linnehim. Linnehim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's big. He's done. He's yeah, done he's big, you know he stuff. was he was um,
0: you know. Um, yeah, everything we've just said essentially. Big Train's one of my favourite TV shows of
1: all time. You'll know him if you see him. Yeah, well, but apparently he he's on the he's behind it now. So, so all right. I, think, I
0: think if he's on board, then we sh- it should be okay. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. If if they have the original uh, writer there, then. You know, I mean, just like uh, the office, the American office, as you said, when that started, Ricky Gervais was one of the main writers behind it. So I think that helped the transition. It tra- transition, sorry. So when yeah. he took a step away, it became something else. But he was there to embed, you know, the kind of the feeling. I think that makes sense. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so uh, well, thank you very much for that, guys. And um that's been the news.
2: Lovely. Yeah, do you like that? Thanks.
0: Okay, so as I said earlier, uh, if you've never seen this show before, basically we take a film and we put it on trial. This week is the last, oh, I know, it's very sad, last in the series of Christmas films. Uh, So it's going to be concluding with my Christmas pick, which is Jingle All The Way. So because it's my film and I've put it on trial, I am going to be defending it and trying to place it on the hit list. This week, in the role of prosecutor, we have Joel who is going to be trying to condemn the film to the shit list. We also have, as a character witness, Dave, who is going to be lending his genuine opinion and throwing a bit of weight behind either side of the argument. And then in the most important role, we've got Alex, who's going to be the judge, who is going to listen to the arguments and decide which list the film should be placed on based solely on the arguments and not using his own opinion. Okay, so I think, let's let's get started, guys. I've got a have, have I got a song? Uh... I can't even remember, to be honest. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, I've got one. Okay, right. Jingle all the way. Oh my God. Jeez. Oh. That's got to rank as one of the worst you've done, I think. I think that is the worst I've done. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I've, if Dave will confirm that I don't actually have a song written down in the notes section, so I've just had to think about that off the top of the head. Straight, that. Yeah, yeah. And that's why sometimes why work, improv comedy doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so uh, so I think we should give people a bit of an idea of what the film's about. So we'll give them a bit of a synopsis. So, so uh, what what impression should I do here? Since oh, uh, well, I think uh, well, this is pretty obvious. you really have to ask? To him. Yeah. Okay, Jake
1: Lloyd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, you do a that impression, guys. <laughs> okay, right here we go. <laughs> A father vows to get his son a Turbo Man action figure for Christmas. However, <laughs> I sound like Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> Every store is sold out of them, and he must travel all over town and compete with everybody else in order to find one.
2: Lovely. Good. Met, Very I've good. The, the years have been hearing that. Um, <laughs> impression as well so finally yeah yeah you like that yeah yeah
3: i'll tell you what i've never heard it in stereo that was (laughs) was something okay so without further hesitation
2: alex
0: would you like to kick things
2: off please yeah i will right so this is our last one Uh, i think so far we've got two on the on the shit list of our christmas picks and one on the hit list so interesting to see where this one's going to go i think gav this film's quite close to your heart so i'm going to let you go first here Okay. Can you tell me why should this go on the hit list?
0: Yeah, I'd I'd say um that it, it is quite close to my heart and it's, I, I'd say out of all the films that we've picked, this one is definitely I the, it's just, it's the, the biggest. <laughs> I'm ready to do it,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, I was going to say the biggest Marmite one, you know, you know, like there's some people who really love it and some people that really hate it. So I'm just going to kind of imagine that Joel is one of those people who really, really hates it, even though I know he probably loves it. So I'd just like to say that the film is, it, it's just a ridiculous film. Uh, everything is so over the top unbelievable but the thing is is that it never ever takes itself too serious or pretend to be something it isn't uh, which gives it like this real charm and character that countless other festive films have strived really hard to try and achieve but they haven't because they've tried too hard this essentially achieves that really kind of warm character by essentially just having a laugh um it's uh, it's one of the few holiday movies to directly deal with the commercialization of christmas and it does so by pre- playing on this stereotypical perfect family christmas or you know the very opposite that is so howard is or arnold Schwarzenegger is this loving but forgetful father who would do anything for his family but he gets caught up in the frenzy of christmas which is captured well by the director um, talking about the pace of the film it's really frantic throughout and rather than have like kind of natural bits where it slows down it kind of interjects uh, the sort of comedy mishaps and slapstick moments between Howard and Myron with scenes between Liz, Jamie and Ted uh, where they're kind of at home and it's a bit more calmer there's carolers they you know they kind of petting a reindeer it almost shows us the contrast of what the ideal perfect Christmas should be and then or what people think it is and then what the reality of it actually is so we have the sort of like nice relaxed moments at home and then the frenzied moments at the store uh, the film pokes fun at commercialization of Christmas as I said but it also has a very very positive message as well which is shown at the end between Jamie and Myron in that it's not all about being materialistic it's about a family coming together and um, you know I think some of the comedy set pieces in it were done really well and um, you know we had a great cast which I'm going to go into to a bit more detail about later on but as a film in itself it had elements of you know that slapstick humor that chris columbus is really good at capturing that he, that he brought to our attention in Home Alone. So, we had like a lot of like kind of um, moments where people were falling over, and you know, kind of there was the, the frenzied scene at the shopper mall where Arnold Schwarzenegger goes through like it's a sort, a sort of like um, silent film. It reminded me of like Howard Lloyd sort of thing, you know, him going from obstacle to obstacle and not being able to reach that ball. And then there's the bit with the, the kind of all the Father Christmases where they get into this giant fight. There's some really funny moments there. And I think the film is carried by its performances um and there are some really really good performances in there which uh, once again i'll go into a bit more detail later on but there's some really tender moments in the film as well so you have like a lot of character and personality you um have this this sort of like Howard is the main character that you want to get behind but he's also a bit of a shit you know he forgets about his his kid and his wife for christmas because he's so consumed with work then there's the whole sort of frenzy of of the holiday season trying to buy the perfect gift um, he's he's trying to do the right thing, but he's doing it in the wrong way. Um, there's like lots of really kind of tender moments between Howard and his child, Howard and his wife, uh, even Howard and Myron as well. There's that scene in the diner where Myron's talking about his uh, his, his upbringing. Um, And that's what, as I said earlier, interjected with these really, really great comedy moments. I think the film knows exactly what it is right from the very beginning. And it doesn't try to be anything else. It's a festive family fun caper. And, you know, it's essentially a great Christmas film
2: all right well thank you very much i think you know speaking from the heart there Gav, you i know you love this film very much joel can you rip it apart please <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay well i think the one thing that we know about gavin is that he likes shit films and while we don't hold it against him i think this is just another one on his list to be honest um, the film it pretty much represents everything which is wrong with Christmas. So when you watch a Christmas film, you want to get into the Christmas spirit. And I think pretty much every other film we've reviewed, even though some of them have been on the shit list, they've all had at least a bit of Christmas spirit in there. So it's got two kind of major concerns that kind of jumped out at me. One of them is the parental guilt at not, uh, not lavishing enough time on your child. It kind of makes... Makes it seem almost as though time is a quantifiable measure of love. Um, and then it gives you the guilt of not having purchased the the child, which again isn't really what Christmas is about. It's a very materialistic view of Christmas and I really don't think it's meant to be kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing at all here. Um, you know, the filmmakers will probably tell you the movie's message is that material things are no substitute for family devotion. And that might be right, but the film really spends about five minutes trying to put that message across to you. Basically, what you come out of it is that you can never really have too many kick-ass presents, and when you're in desperate need of a present, just friggin' punch someone. Um, <laughs> the plot d- doesn't get any better. Basically, uh, Arnie's he's left it late till Christmas Eve to find a decent gift, and bear in mind here that he is a successful businessman. You'd think he'd be organised enough to at least organise a present for his kid. So he sets out to find one he gets into all mishaps plenty of fistfights along the way and the overall effect basically is a film that's kind of too angry and violent for kids but too simplistic and too stupid to be an adult movie and it's bear in mind it's advertised as well as a family film uh, but it completely isn't in fact I think it's got a 15 rating and again you know it's just one of those films that's kind of in between doesn't really suit anybody in particular Uh, There are some humorous parts. It is littered with kind of obscenities. There's alcohol consumption, sexual innuendos, and there's one kind of really disturbing aspect, which is played by Phil Hartman. I think he plays uh, the character Ted, who is a divorced neighbour. He basically tries to seduce any single woman that he actually sees in the entire film. Um, It just wasn't even essential to the plot in any way whatsoever. In fact, I don't really know why it's there, and it's pretty much... um, kind of the 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 horn of all the the uh kind of inappropriate material in the film uh so howard he's so guilt ridden over neglecting his son and his wife that basically he thinks the only way to get this back is to is to get the toy and the the slapstick violence in the film it just gets completely out of hand in a really really big hurry from about 10 minutes into the film he spends most of his time either wrestling chasing choking punching body slamming or yelling at anybody just to get this this friggin toy so he attacks the mail carrier he throttles a store clerk he stalks a little girl and he beats up a warehouse full of of santa impersonators as well they deserved it (laughs) (laughs) so during the the movie's big finale uh, the children invite sorry the children who are watching the parade are actually invited to stomp on Turbo Man's sidekick because his action figure isn't actually popular so, this is children that are invited to stamp on an action figure.
0: They're not invited. It? <laughs> it's just a good fight.
2: Come on and
1: beat this man Let in a costume. order.
2: <laughs> just happens. Order.
0: It happens naturally. Like every time you see somebody in a costume, I mean, you just want to punch them. <laughs>
2: how do you
1: happens naturally. Right. So, so also, the mum even gets in on the act. She finally kind of has enough of the kind of pervy character that I talked about before, and she hits him in the head with a flask full of coffee when he makes uh, a crude passer so the script it does kind of come up with kind of constant setbacks which kind of almost um have like a screwball pace which is, is kind of nice but you never really root for uh the title character just because he, he's so, so, so much of a dick basically all he does is punch anybody who gets in his way and that's how he tries to get the toy um so the comedy you know, after all, this is kind of a, a comedy film. It's, it's spiteful and vicious. It's pretty much non-existent for the most part. And it's meant to be a Christmas film. And it's a, a very kind of cruel, nasty Christmas film, I would say. Um, and one particularly distasteful dist- bit even goes as far as to play off parents' fears of paedophiles. At the end, Arnold gets his son a turbo man and they love each other. That's basically the kind of end message but the director didn't mention that arnold's son didn't love him he just liked the toy so basically it's like saying you can buy a child's love if you give him the material things and that is pretty much it i just want to read a quote actually which i uh, copied down i thought kind of summed up the film well it basically says if you don't have to watch jingle all the way don't It's everything that's wrong with the holiday season. It's competitive, it's stressful, and it's desperate. As read by Joel.
2: (laughs) Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, you did... you did rip that apart um gav before i come to dave as character witness gav just a very brief time just to rebut a couple of things very briefly
0: okay right so yeah it is about parental guilt and it is about abandoning children similar to uh, home alone by the way um so it is essentially that's what a lot of chris columbus's films about even harry potter essentially um so it is about kind of abandoning your child because he has been lax he's been concentrating on work and he has realized that yeah he has been neglecting his family so he's trying his Hardest to get them back on track. The whole thing about it being material—it is a materialistic film. It's talking about you know that is it you know kids just want presents. It was actually written about the toy crazes of uh, the Fairbies—is it Fairbies—is it yeah. and um, the Power Rangers toys. So in America there were like massive frenzies and riots and people were injured in, in in store riots trying to get these these toys. So it was written about that. And the fact is is that he is trying to buy his child's love and he does all these things that are completely out of character and that's what that's what the film is it's it's a message about the how at the beginning he's loving father he loves his child but he's just too busy working to support his family but when he gets captured in that moment in that sort of christmas frenzy trying to get that perfect child he becomes consumed and he gets out of character because of it and in the end you find out that you know what the kid doesn't even want the, the toy the kid just wants the dad to just stay at home more and just be with be with the be with the family that's the message there saying like he tried really hard to get this toy and he finally gets it and the kid just essentially wants his dad to be home so the message is you know you can buy all these gifts but it's nothing if you know you're not spending the time with your family also just wanted to say by the way P- it's a PG film mate it is a PG it's nowhere near 15 I don't know what the hell your <laughs> version you've been watching I know you said you said you downloaded the dodgy copy of home alone the other (laughs) week maybe you did the same here Um, but you know also the the characters are all cliched they're all cliched i'll go into more detail about that when i go into talking about
2: the characters themselves right okay dave character witness there's very there's no not much common ground here at all where are Mm. you going to come in on this
3: um i am actually going to try and stay down the middle on this one to be honest with you i see what they're both saying Joel is right. It does it does smack of like the, the over materialism of Christmas. And for the most of the film, you don't really get that it's satire, but it is. It is. It's at the end. It's finally driven home that the whole thing has been a satirical lampoon of the materialistic nature of Christmas. Y- you do go quite a way into the film before you realise it's that, perhaps. But it's. Uh, but it is there, and it is genuinely done. And you know what? When, when the film is finished and the credits are rolling, you do get it. The message has been received and i think it's actually quite well done it's um it, it, it's poorly directed if i may it's not really well directed but the script is actually the plot is actually quite well written and it is done in a loving kind of send up of the materialistic nature of christmas which I've got, i think i've got a for from gav's writing um yeah, and anything, anything else you want me to clarify, Alex? <laughs> uh,
2: all right, uh, here's, here's an interesting one. Did you think the violence was, was too much? I mean, Gav's saying it's good slapstick. Joel's saying it's violence that's a bit over, and it's not. It's not actually.
3: You, you know what? I'm not going to be much help to you here. I, I'm in the middle on this one as well. Really? It, it is really well choreographed slapstick, and it is actually quite fresh slapstick as well. It does get perhaps a bit excessive at certain points, like the the fight in the uh, in the Santa's warehouse. bit. it can maybe it is overdone. I think that was one of the criticisms that was levied at it that it, for a family film. There was a lot of people being punched and hit, and you know being, at one point, blown up and whatever. And it's just, but it is an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. You have sure. got to remember that. I think you expect a degree of this, and it was toned down. It's not overdone. I'd say there's a lot of it, but
2: well, it is. As you were watching it, did you think, oh, that's a bit, a bit too far?
3: Um, no, I wouldn't say I went that far. I'd say it is excessive, but it's it's lovingly done, and it is well choreographed. So, and it is quite good slapstick as well. I've got to say.
0: I, I did watch it yesterday back to back with home alone Two, and in comparison to that it's tame.
2: as you know there's
0: several instances where those uh, those uh, burglars should have been actually killed, murdered, killed. killed.
2: <laughs> okay uh okay, all right i'm gonna move it on a little bit now and i'm gonna ask joel if you're ready um can you bring in your point you would like to discuss
1: um, yep. So, I mean, that there isn't really that much else to talk about. The cast and characters are almost non-existent, to be honest. I mean, Arnie, he kind of alternates between either rage or self-loathing. Those are kind of the two things that he betrays. He's almost like a man in need of Prozac, to be honest. He, he needs something just to, just to kind of help him along. He only really seems happy in the film when he becomes that kind of hero, cartoony person at the end. Um, and he's kind of free of being a regular guy. His performance is extremely wooden and one-directional, and Arnie just can't pull off comedy, and I think it really shows in this, at least it's not intentional comedy. I think Arnie's one of those characters sometimes that we laugh at when he's not trying to be funny, and that kind of is what you laugh at most in this film. Um, the rest of the casting characters are really, really forgettable, to be honest. Simbad. I mean, I can't really remember much of him throughout the film and, and it's just one of them things, they watch it and you're like, you know, very, very vanilla kind of characters. Jake Lloyd, I feel so sorry for this kid. I almost, you know, kind of want to give him a positive review and to be fair, he was probably the best part about the film um, before his life was uh, ruined by Jar Jar Binks, But <laughs> <laughs> A lot of lives were ruined by George Jar, Jar Binks. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, just to to hammer it home, you know, this is advertised as a family film and there's scenes in it where Arnie walks into a building and punches everybody dressed up as Santa. You know, as a kid, this is what, you, you know, you expect to watch as a Christmas film, you know, I don't really think so. So there is no Christmas message in it, you know, as Dave said before, with the whole, a consumerism thing and i know gav said that it's meant to be kind of like a play on this thing uh, but it just doesn't come across that way it comes comes across that the toy is the thing that the kid wants it's the only way to buy his love and then at the end i wasn't sitting there thinking you know yeah you know i really understand that christmas message now and actually it's about spending time with your kids it just doesn't come across that way at all and especially when all you're doing is punching things that get in your way how can you say that is uh you know a christmas message Okay, Die Hard. (laughs) (laughs) Not advertised as a family film. Not a family film film at all. Okay, okay. The
2: kids' version of Die Hard, Home Alone. Uh, (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god! It is is the kids' version of Die Hard, Hard, isn't it? Wow. Uh, Anyway, (laughs)
3: I've got a mental image of (laughs) Joe Pesci doing a slow motion fall from the building.
2: (laughs) 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 Right, Gav, uh, would you like to come back on anything? Uh, Joel's talking about. Arnie being a very wooden, he's awful when he's trying to be funny. It's kind of toe-curling, it sounds. but The, the rest the, of the cast, hang on, is quite sorry. forgettable. And, you know, just coming back to there's no real Christmas message. When there is a message, it's a little unclear and the violence is too much. So what have you got to say to that?
0: I'd, I'd say the only negative thing I can say about Arnie's performance in it is that uh, he's right, right at the very end, I find it very ridiculous that uh, his son... I can't identify that his dad is terrible, man. (laughs) Even though he's probably the only Austrian man he's ever met in his life. (laughs) Or or, or, or even his his wife who's been married to him for 10 years. (laughs) I mean, all all he's essentially wearing is a visor. But anyway, this is getting off off the point. The positives. He gives an absolutely... uh, He gives it his absolute all... Honestly, <laughs> that's, that's the equivalent
1: of saying, I know. you know, well, no, no, well no. done, kid. Just so patting he, him on the head. You changed your sentence halfway through, venue, then. <laughs> <laughs> and then you said, No, 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 wait, no, right, wait, right.
0: He did his best, bless him. He
1: did his best. Right, okay,
0: right. Now, you all know me, I love Arnie, but I'll tell you right now that Arnie isn't a great actor. Like, and we all know that, everybody knows that, Arnold Schwarzenegger knows that, but people still love him, people still watch his films because you know exactly what you're going to get from it. And the fact is that no matter what performance he's doing, he does give it his all. It's never a great performance, you know, but he is, he is just that character. And the fact is is that, you know, he he's never afraid to look foolish, and I think that's why... He is so uh, kind of likeable and charming in these roles. Um, Dave's mate, Eber, uh, wrote a review about him saying, observe his acting carefully and you'll see skills that many serious actors could only envy. He never reaches for an effect. He never grabs for a joke. He never wrings an emotion out of reluctant material. He plays the role absolutely straight, trusting the material to make the points and get the laughs. This is probably the only way uh, his stories could have worked, uh, <clears throat> but not every actor would have known that. The fact is, is that he is he he's, he is he doesn't hold anything back he's not afraid to look like a divvy you know like kind of jumping around in a ball pit or having a having a fight with giant santas it's not a great performance but the fact is is that he gives it his absolute all um so he's never afraid to put himself out there uh, his acting ability or lack of it adds to the whole ridiculousness of the story at the end of the day he is playing a cliche he's playing the old tired cliche of the forgetful dad who didn't buy his kid or a wife is a present on christmas eve so he's got to run out and quickly buy something from the garage you know how many times have we seen that? portrayed in adverts or commercials it's it's a tired cliche but he does it very very well but the thing is is he's he's equally adept at playing slapstick as he is to the tender emotional moments with his son you know you can believe that this is the sort of guy who would be working hard to try and support his family but gets wrapped up in the whole kind of commercialization of christmas and the fact is is that when he realizes that he hasn't got that toy and he goes out and, and goes to get it he gets wrapped up in everything. He he he, he uh, becomes angry. He becomes you know irrational. He just becomes out of character, but in a way that's really over the top to demonstrate the Christmas message that Joel didn't get. In that you know sometimes we put materials over Named. our family in, uh, in at Christmas time. When he said Simbad was forgettable, I mean come on, mate, you know come on. And, and you, I think you're just trying to lie here. But I, th- I think Simbad did a did a good job. Once again, he was a, he was a bit of a cliche. But this time he was a cliche of a postal worker. Uh, playing, you know, like hot tempered, uh, but they did play on that. Uh, he plays the character very well, just like Howard. We see that there's a good person inside, uh, but once again, he gets caught up by the commercialization of Christmas and he becomes irrational and angry. Uh, he has some very kind moments, though. Um, there's the part where he's recounting his childhood and he's saying, you know, why he is the way he is and why he, you know, he kind of he turned out the way he did because his dad didn't get him that present. You know, it shows a lot of emotional depth. But the thing is, is that he is he's there to play off Arnie he's great at being angry and he's very good at the slapstick and also improv he brought a lot of improv comedy to it Uh, Rita Wilson you know I think uh, she doesn't have a lot or she doesn't have as much as she should but once again she's playing a cliche the whole thing is the cliched American traditional Christmas and she plays the part of you know the loving mother at home uh, making the cookies and she does a good job of it you know she perfectly plays that exacerbated Wife of Howard, who loves him despite his forgetfulness, but she's equally she's the only person who can see through Ted's insidious ways. Joel mentioned before about Ted being, you know, a sort of lecherous uh, uh, bachelor who's trying to prey on all the women. She's the only person that sees through that, Uh, and she she is though honestly she has that triumphant bit where she slaps uh, um, Ted with the eggnog, Uh, and you know she just she she's very good at being determined and also being loving mother uh, throughout. Uh, we mentioned Ted before. He is the stereotypical uh, horny bachelor who wants to sleep with all the women. You know, uh, the thing is, is that he he's just absolutely brilliant in this film. He's great at playing the soul of the film. Every film's got one. You know, um, we've talked about Die Hard. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many films that have an soul in it. And, and Ted is that one. He, he's just so perfectly creepy without even trying everything that he does even when it's really nice you know when he's kind of getting a reindeer and he's uh, showing all the kids around the garden it's just very, everything's just really creepy because you know he's got an ulterior motive he also injects real comedy into it uh, you know there's some classic lines that he says when he has a go at Howard later on in the film he says this line you can't bench press your way out of this one <laughs> which I just thought it's absolutely hilarious and also he's there as a way of you know that kind of the character that gets there come up into the end everything film needs one of them you know we, we talked about home alone before harry and marv ends up going to prison he gets slapped with the eggnog and then he ends up running away with his tail between his legs and then uh, one final character i wanted to mention was jim belushi who i thought gave a really great cameo as that sort of sleazy um mall town santa and um, when joel says that you know uh, you see arnold sort of like a punch in all these santas well the thing is is that, that it, it, it is emphasized very heavily that they are all con men uh, and they are all not Santa Claus they're just people pretending to be so I think that the kids won't mind a few bad guys getting punched in the face as Santa Claus but he, he, he delivers his lines perfectly and you know he, he's, he's a great addition to the cast you know, overall there aren't a lot of uh, main cast members in it um, and the fact is is that all the characters are cliched but they all know it all the actors know that it's they're playing the whole stereotypical family Christmas and they put a lot of energy and enthusiasm into the parts
2: and they do a really good job at delivering them all right, thank you very much uh Joel. Just a very brief uh, opportunity to <laughs> something there
1: yeah actually um just a quick point i don't think uh well I could be wrong, but I think possibly one or two of the casting characters actually went on to do anything of note after this film. But I actually just want to... which kind can't of, blame this film solely for that. <laughs> well, it, it shows yeah, kind of how bad they are. But I just wanted to... I actually found some of these funny, actually, when I was researching the film. Uh, these are titles of reviews for the film. So the first one is... Arnold Terminates the Holiday Spirit, another one, and one wonders why Sinbad hasn't made any movies since. Next one, a career low point for Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes, even lower than Batman and Robin. (laughs) Then we've got Jingle All The Way won't become a holiday chestnut, but it does deserve to be roasted. And finally, who's running California, and he he agreed to make this. Those kind of show you the general opinion of people who have watched this film. Okay, so, so
0: you've essentially just picked out four reviews from the, no doubt, thousands of reviews
1: with the the funny uh, insults. I can keep going if you want me to. <laughs> okay. No, I, I'm going to bring in... We, we could do that
0: for every <laughs> single film. I could do that right now for National Lampoon's Christmas I, Vacation.
2: I am going to bring in Dave now to restore some balance here. Uh, Dave, <laughs> uh, you've heard some arguments there. So, you know, there's a, there's a big discussion about... Arnold Schwarzenegger here is he extremely wooden is he you know the rest of the cast Joel was saying is that they're completely forgettable there's there's still not much of a Christmas message um Gav said that um you can always you can rely on Arnie to put 100% effort into everything he does he's not a great actor we all know it isn't but he's not afraid to throw himself into stuff um and he does pull off some of the slapstick and some of the tender emotions with his kid uh Sinbad's doing a good job and there's basically that the Gav's saying there are good cast members in here so did you feel who's who's right especially let's start with the before we go on to Arnie did you think that the rest of the casting characters Joel saying they're quite forgettable Gav's saying some really good performances
3: um they're both right it's it's fairly hit and miss, but I'd say it leans more to the side of hit. I've got to say in the supporting cast, I would disagree strongly that Simbad is forgettable. I thought Sinbad was really good in this. Mm-hmm. I thought he, I've not seen him act in many things, to be honest with you, but in this, he really impressed me. I thought he really brought something to the role and he was a joy to watch, to be honest with you. Um, Jake Lloyd, similarly uh, playing Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, I think did a really good job in this. You know, the, the child actors sometimes are not great, and but in this film, I think you've not got many films where it, it hinges quite pivotally on the child actor in this case, because the whole thing is about Arnold Schwarzenegger having to find this toy for his kid. He's going through hell trying to find this toy for his kid. If the kid was a brat or was annoying or was not likable then you wouldn't care. You wouldn't mm. want, want, want him to get this toy necessarily. Yeah. You wouldn't be bothered. As it is, Jake Lloyd plays him. You know, He's an adorable kid and he plays it really well. You like him and it's like, yeah, I really want him to get this toy. You're rooting for Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that's down to Jake Lloyd playing it pretty well, I've got to say. I don't think Rita Wilson does a particularly good job here, but I don't think that's necessarily her fault. I think that is just, as Gav said, the kind of cliche written characters. And I think she got one of the rawest deals out of the script. To be honest with you, it's not a particularly well-written character. Um, I disagree that she seems to see through Ted. I think it takes her until that scene in the car where she hits him with a flask of eggnog. I think that's the first realization she actually has of what of what Ted's true nature is. Because he's in her house, he's he's slanging off her husband. You know, he's saying all these nasty things about him. He's basically trying to weasel his way in, and it's just like, how can you not see this? <laughs> Get the kick this man out of your house. This is this is uh, disrespectful.
0: I think there's so bits there's like little hints like you know when the carol has come he puts his arm around her and she shrugs it there's off some when she goes to tie it, uh, um, the apron around her she's like kind of looking like what you're doing sort of thing he says so, it lizzie yeah yeah so say, yeah. Mm. So, yeah i, th- I think she, she it's it's more subtle but than- it's
3: still, it's not particularly it, it should be like okay i think you should leave <laughs> and that never that moment does not happen until he full-on makes a move uh phil hartman on that note however is brilliant in this film he plays this perfectly this character you know this is a character you should despise and you do despise him but at the same time you don't mind seeing him come on the screen again It's like actually i'm quite looking forward to this this is going to be quite entertaining he plays it brilliantly um and jim belushi's cameo was fair yeah fair i think is the word, Is the word it's pretty good
2: pretty okay good. so here's the million dollar question yeah does arnie enhance or ruin this film
3: it's that black and white, enhance yeah. or ruin, enhance yeah. or ruin, or that, that, that seemed to be what you go. I don't to think be. that's the opposite of enhance ruin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay. Okay. You, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger really does bring something to this film. His his acting performance is god awful there are some lines in this that he really does deliver terribly and i do mean like you're cringing like i've seen amateur drama students deliver lines better than that but gav is right his heart is in this there are a lot of actors in hollywood big name actors bear in mind he may not be a great actor but he is without a shadow of a doubt one of the biggest greatest movie stars of all time and there's a lot of actors of his stature that i think would have like put in a half shift for this sort of film, he does not, in fairness to him, he, he goes all in there, guns blazing, well not literally, guns blazing in this one, <laughs> normally
1: he would, well that but, sounds like, <laughs> the version Joel watched yeah. it, but no, you can well have t- done it, to be fair,
3: his, his heart really is, in this film, to be honest with you, and he gives it, he gavs right, he does give it everything he's got, and I think there is, a charm to that, you know, a guy who may be a little, out of his depth, much like his character, but is still giving it, everything he's got, so, a great performance, no, but it, didn't spoil the entertainment of the film and i can't really imagine anyone else doing this role
2: okay thank you very much well i think with i think it's time to wrap it up now um i think there's everyone said all that they can about jingle all the way so i'm gonna ask got one minute okay and is there anyone who would like to go first i'm gonna pick I'm going to pick Joel if you don't mind as prosecution. Uh, we're going to let Gav defend this as he picked it uh, at the last moment. So, Joel, your minute starts now.
1: I mean this. This is a truly, truly terrible film. I mean, it's okay to like it because it's okay to like terrible films. And I think this is why Gav picked it. It's not to say that it's not occasionally fun and it's occasionally, you know, you do laugh. But if we are judging it as a film, it is absolute garbage. I think Dave has been far too kind on some of the performances. I think it speaks volumes that a lot of these people have gone on to do nothing since. Um, all the cast and characters, apart from Jake Lloyd, I would say, were extremely terrible. Um, and I would say this is probably one of the worst Christmas films in, uh, you know, circulation. Shall we say? There we go. <laughs> Gav,
2: this is one of the worst films in circulation. I think that's a bit harsh. Are Christmas films. Sure? 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 Sure?
0: You you jingle all the way too.
2: Christmas <laughs> films. <laughs> your minute, Gav, starts oh my
0: God. now. So this is an over-the-top ridiculous but well-meaning family Christmas movie. It never tries to be something it isn't and it perfectly shows the several sides of the holiday seasons. It pokes fun at the commercialization of Christmas whilst delivering a positive message about family unity and appreciating what you've got and also empathising with those who are less fortunate than yourself. The performances are as ridiculous as the story but work very well. Arnie and Sinbad have a great chemistry and are 100% invested in their characters, creating a believability. It appeals to so many age ranges, but at the heart, it's just a very warm, family festive film and definitely one of the best Christmas films ever made.
2: Well, thank you very much. Uh, I think I'm ready to give my judgment. Um, Should we have a quiz first? Should we have a quiz first?
0: Okay, so so this week's quiz. Uh, so uh, as you know, throughout uh, December, all of our festive uh, films that we've been putting on trial, I've been trying to jazz up the quizzes a little bit and go with some uh, family favourite quiz and game shows that might appear on the telly. So uh, because Jingle All The Way is based... Oh, hello. Sorry, that's uh, my phone. <laughs> uh,
1: so, uh, because... He did it to himself this time.
0: Uh, no, because uh, Jingle All The Way is taken from the um, the song jingle jingle bells uh yeah i'm just,
3: <laughs> just, just kind of uh, it is s- no. s- second guessing myself I did, there i didn't that's a new level of subtlety i yeah, just know i know
0: yeah so so what i thought we'd do is that we would do the intros round so i'm splitting you into two groups uh the captains of these groups are going to be captain dave <laughs> okay and alex i've given them both a list of uh christmas songs and they have a minute to sing or hum uh, the intros or the try their hardest to do the intros brucey um to those songs and their teammates have got to guess the songs that they're trying to hum okay uh, so uh, we'll give a bit of a quiz song for this the quiz song is um mary quiz dave joel and bruce <laughs> <laughs> nice
3: believe, like believe it or not that is the best bit of music you're going to hear for the next couple of minutes <laughs> right okay so i, um, do, he's, I he's he's on don't know, team uh I, I think joel is with me that we decided yeah we decided
0: joel is with yeah. captain dave and mm-hmm. austin you're going to be with brucey right so i think we're going to start with uh captain dave okay you so might, your
3: minute if you're listening at home you might want to turn the volume down
0: on this i am tone deaf <laughs> <laughs> okay guys so you've got a minute to try and get through as many christmas songs as you can starting from now
3: da 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 Pass. Oh, come on, Joe. We've got this, dum <laughs> Pass. Oh come
1: on now! Snow is falling. I'm simply having a wonderful Christmas.
3: Yes, we got one. Let's go with this one. Come on, Joel. Okay, guys. Okay, okay.
1: Right, that's your one. time up. one one to be right. fair you did a good job Dave I just don't know the title of half of, of those songs <laughs> uh,
3: to be fair Joel I've got like a range of two notes so yeah. okay guys right so Austin and
0: Alex you have to beat one <laughs> yeah, can this. you do it
2: I can do it your minute starts now do 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 oh, do oh shit uh, do, do, Wait, when do, do then... no. like <laughs> I you do No. do do make my wish good all i want for christmas is
0: you <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's
2: ties one all <laughs> last christmas yep wow um do 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 do
1: <laughs> oh, shit.
2: Um, give me a Christmas <laughs> under the tree. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Meet Santa baby. Yeah. Do 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 do
3: that's red. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thank believe there were more than melodies. Yeah, well, yeah, than yeah, the, yeah. Than the intros that yeah, I, I was know, trying to do. I if I could have actually sung "Santa Claus is Coming to Town" as opposed to doing that drum roll intro,
2: <laughs> I just thank God I don't have to say do do
0: anymore.
3: How many did we get?
0: (laughs) Uh, You got three. So you won three, one. Okay. So those songs for all the listeners at home. Uh, So,
3: Dave, uh, first off, you did. I did uh, Jonah Louie, Stop the Cavalry. Okay. And then. After that, it was Christmas Wrapping by the Waitresses. Then. Uh, Then. What did I try? Was that when I tried it? Didn't you get that one, Joel? Possibly. I to think be, was, to was, to I be think fair, I, either, I think
1: Brucey got a, a much easier set list there than Dave. To be I, honest, I, they picked out their own songs. We did. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dave did <laughs> challenge but, himself.
1: But, but I've I looked at Brucey's list and a lot
3: of them don't really have memorable intros. Possibly why you had no choice but to do the melodies exactly. for them. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, the um, I went off the intros. But uh, also, there was Wonderful Christmas Time in there. Um, there was Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which is your drum war one. Oh, so, yeah. And Drummer Boy.
2: You and that's why you lost. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: peace, uh, peace on earth uh, little drummer boy was also in there maybe I should do what Arnie did and just punch you in the face
3: well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I can I can safely promise that now that I've lost I think that means I should never sing on the podcast again
2: <laughs> Merry Christmas uh, everyone because <laughs> I won should I sing more
3: um, yeah, 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 why not?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> technically isn't he disqualified
0: uh, yeah yeah to be honest uh, I, uh, I think i'm gonna deduct points and uh, you, you at uh, least three points you point essentially me. drew it <laughs> so it was one or <laughs> uh,
2: uh, brucey what was your list uh my list was all i want for christmas is you Mar- mariah carey last christmas by wham then i went to um santa baby i think did i do that or rocking around the christmas tree i think i did then i did santa baby then i tried to do mary's boy child by boney m but that oh, didn't work oh, out right, at yeah. all and then I am trying to end with Frosty the Snowman.
3: Right. Thank you very much. I, I had a complete memory blank on how snow is falling all around us. Oh, no, I did do that one. I did try and do that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that. That was one for Christmas time oh yeah uh, hang on what's snow is falling if anyone knows what snow oh, that sounds fall, like no, wants no. us to do it please let us <laughs> know we've got to wrap this up we got to crack <laughs> on but. Is, is not the same song uh, no no are no, no, two no, different songs that was Paul McCartney the no, no. dum 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 uh, right. but yeah. then there's a, there's a shaking Stevens one out yeah. there somewhere which everyone seems to forget but ah well moving on
0: uh, But yeah this is really pissing me off now so uh, as Dave said pun intended let's wrap it up <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alex Alex actually before we move on yeah a bit of triv a bit of triv for the week
2: i couldn't find there wasn't a, a great deal of trivia about this to be honest um I, f- I found some things like they were apparently it was impossible to do the filming in the mall because they were just like people would just crowd around them so it was really hard to do t- took them ages to do certain certain scenes um and yeah no not to be honest not not a lot of great trivia for this anyone else got anything
3: i thought you did have one about the uh about a certain extra they use, a certain cameo appearance in the fight scene?
2: Oh, yeah, no, I did remember. Yeah, Uh, Gavia like this. So the huge Santa that gets punched <laughs> is the big show from wrestling it's the big show <laughs> I see I see That's you're so, familiar with that bit like, of trivia as
0: well I I, uh, I did know that um, because it's obvious uh,
2: <laughs> for, for anyone, any anyone who likes wrestling
0: thanks, uh, I, I had a bit of trivia the, the character of Myron was, ri- was written originally with Joe Pesci in mind yes uh, okay which I think would have worked uh, anyway so Alex your um, your
2: uh, decision please so it's time it's time for the decision. Um okay so you know go, going through it, it seems there wasn't much common ground here so I've sort of got to side with with one of the other. Um you know the the, the message was talked about a lot when you're talking about the commercialization of Christmas. Um you know is it is it, is it, is it in the film is it a bit muddled? I am going to go and say that the message is quite clear in the film. I think the when they're talking about you know the the frenzy of materialism i don't think when you're watching the shopping scenes i don't i think it's pretty clear that actually you know the the materialism of christmas is overdone and that you know you want to get away from it i think that's pretty clear all the way through the film i think that's kind of the the heart of the film is the complete panic and having to do this thing at christmas that you probably shouldn't have to do and i think that lends quite a lot of enjoyment in the film so I, i actually think that message comes across fairly clearly And uh, I would actually disagree. I'd say it's, I'd say it's pretty early on that you get it. So I I was quite happy with the message. I also think it's quite, I don't want to say powerful because it's jingle all the way, but I I did like the bit at the end when the kid gives Myra the, um, the doll and says, I don't need it. I've got my dad's, you know, the action, you know, I I, I thought that was, that worked well and it brought (laughs) it, brought it all together. So I'm going to, I'm going to say that this film did have um, a good message and a good Christmas message. Um, arnie's pretty bad in this film he is extremely wooden he, there are some toe curling moments when he's just particularly when he's trying to be funny i think i remember right at the start because phil hartman i think is incredible in this film he's really really good Uh, as ted and he's putting on the lights at the start i think it's a really good bit and he's going you know i had some spare lights in mind, so you know i and and arnie's sat there and he sort of does this or you know i thank you so much what would i do without you and it it just (laughs) like (laughs) Like, it it just doesn't work and like it's it's hard when arnie's made to go up against phil hartman as a comedic actor because it's just not it's he's never going to come off well um but you know there's also I, I knew what people were saying when there's like you know he isn't a great actor but he does put 100 percent effort into everything and i think there is precedent for arnie being a comedic actor because you know he's in twins and junior so you know i think it, it, it works because if it was just if you watch Terminator and went straight to jingle all the way but actually he's in twins and junior so i think it i, I think it sort of works um the slapstick, I I'm going to disagree with Joel massively and say that the violence was fine. I think kids would be happy with the violence in this. I think it's you know the bomb blows up and he's got big hair and it's you know he's black faced and you know I think it's I think it's absolutely I think it's pretty funny. So the I think the violence works absolutely fine in this. I don't think it's overblown. I, d- I think kids can handle it and I think they know the difference between the cartoonish violence of Jingle All the Way and an actual. You know, if it was just like, if it was like the Santa, you know, the Santa fight, if they were all like, like fight club, do you know what I mean? And it, and it was, you know, there was blood coming out. One and guy probably,
3: pulls a knife. Or exactly. You know,
2: I, I think, I think when, when people are being blasted across shop fronts, I think kids can make the difference between actual violence, which they obviously wouldn't be shocked. They'd be shocked by and would hate between that sort of cartoonish violence, which I think they find really funny. It's a hit. I'm putting jingle all the way. Definitely on the hit list. So yeah. Well done Gav. Your your one of your favourite films is is a hit.
0: Thank you very much, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. Uh so uh we trying to find a song. Oh, I was saying so yeah,
3: there's no <laughs> celebration music, yeah. Yes! There we go.
0: Merry Christmas everyone. <laughs> hey now I can have a great Christmas now that I know that <laughs> yeah, it, you way it's on the hit list. You know, watching it again yesterday, I was like, you know what? It's shit, but it's brilliant. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's equally shit and brilliant. It's,
2: it's actually quite a good Christmas
0: Yeah, film. exactly. Um, so, so I think we all know my genuine opinion. Joel, do you really think it's one of the worst... If No, sorry, the worst Christmas film ever made? Or is no, you... no, it's not
1: the worst, but I, I entirely agree with what I said in that it is a absolutely terrible film. And I think that's why people like it and people do enjoy it because it is bad and I think it's probably the worst film that we've got on our hit list. I'll say that. Ooh. I mean, I think... I was mentioning it to Alex before when if you type in jingle all the way on Google comes up I think 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not well liked. Uh, like yeah. 2% yeah. Out on some of reviews like it is absolutely hated and slated I would say.
0: But The thing is is that it is like a Christmas classic though people will watch it even though they hate it that's the thing.
1: But yeah that's what I mean as a film it's absolutely terrible but it doesn't always mean it's not entertaining you know i think but what also does kind of uh, irritate me is that jingle on the way is on the um jingle all the way is on the hit list and we have uh trading places and national lampoon on the shit list <laughs> yeah, no, that yeah just a, like that we that have susperia
0: on the shit list as well so just <sighs> Every, you know just, what, it just, just suck it up mate just suck <laughs> it up episode. your christmas film is shit. <laughs> jingle All the Way, which is shit <laughs> it's actually better than your christmas film how does that make you feel
2: um doing this ever again very bad <laughs> okay very, so very, very Al- bad
0: alex uh, alex what's your opinion
2: uh, uh i liked it i do like jingle all the way i uh, i you know I watched it on friday it's just a good christmas film it's not it's not incredible but it, no, you know, no, I, no, it, no, it's not incredible. No, it is incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> it, is, it is, pretty shit. But I think it's got a good heart. I think the message is pretty clear. I, I like can't the,
1: believe that you think, like, this has actually, think it's got a message compared yeah, no, to I th- something. I think it's a pretty clear message,
2: yeah. I think it's, you know, the, the anti-materialism, yeah, I think that's pretty clear in a film, yeah. So I like it.
0: Yeah. No. So suck it, Joel. <laughs> Austin,
2: you back me up here, what do you reckon? I don't think I've ever seen
1: it. Oh, obviously,
2: I feel uh, I feel like so out of place. I, I've not seen many of the films that are on the, uh, on the podcast, <laughs> so it's great fun to uh, to get to judge or to say anything about one, <laughs> particularly when it's Bruce's <laughs> David, I think you've
0: been quite honest, haven't you? It, it,
3: I've been pretty honest. Yeah, um, I it, it was. I'd watch it again. You know, next Christmas, I've watched it once now, I'd watch it again next Christmas, but it is a bad film. It's not a good film what, at all. What list but it would is you have enjoyable.
2: It, what list would you have put it on?
3: Um, you know what, it would have been cl- I'd have had to listen to the arguments myself. Um, it would have been very close. This could have gone either way for me, for me, to be honest with you. As it was, they talked about the cast, which I actually thought was one of the film's strongest points. So I was on, on board with the cast, and there's some decent performances in there, but it's, it's not a good film. But there's a lot of goodwill this time of year. And I think this film has soaked up most of it. (laughs) Uh, Well, you
0: know, uh, next year I'm going to be putting Jingle All The Way (laughs) 2. We can do that right now. So it's it's funny. So uh, looking at all the other films, uh, we've got... uh, okay, so National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation on IMDb, a uh, 7.3 out of 10. Uh, and then we've got Gremlins, 7.4 out of 10. And then Trading Places, 7.5 out of 10. Oh, it's okay, a great so, film. So it's a very, very close. And then we've got Jingle All The Way, 5.5 out of yeah. <laughs> 10. <laughs> but, you know, it's a hit. So uh, anyway, moving on. Um, just to have uh, a bit of a caption contest. Um, so... For this week's caption contest, I took a snap of the film, which is um, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, having a bit of a fight with the aforementioned big show, Paul White. Uh, and he. it's it's just the bit where Paul White has just punched his small friend and he's just said, little buddy, you know. So uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is looking a bit like, ooh. <laughs> uh, okay, so some of the captions that we've got for this. Once again, guys, I'm going to read out all the captions that we've got. And you've just got to tell me which is the funniest, okay? So number one, yay! It's Santa. I've been waiting all year to sit on his lap. <laughs> uh, number two, we've got it's the big hoe. Hey. I get yeah, get it. Yeah, you've been the big hoe. I get it. Yeah. Uh, number three, we've got missing nipples, a belly button, and those eyebrows. I told you he's fake. <laughs> um, number four, this isn't what it looks like. He just wants some cookies and milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five, five, get to the shopper. <laughs> oh, good. good. And uh, number six, <laughs> when people start getting excited about Christmas in October and you're just not ready. <laughs>
2: Shopper,
0: or I a, like get to the shopper. I got get to the shopper. Get to the shopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, congratulations, Phil and Nick. Uh, you have just won yourselves one Freddo. <laughs> <laughs> to split between the two. Of you. <laughs> well done, guys. Uh, so, uh, right. So, we have. Uh, this is the end of our christmas festive edition so thank you very much everyone for listening and uh, we apologize for being very selfish and putting our own films on trial during this period so what we've done is we have decided to return to the the hat in january and we're going to start picking our films at random again and we have drawn the next film out of the hat and it is hope fiction
2: yes Ooh. Ooh. yeah wanted to do this one for a really long time great
0: okay and, and we've also i have seen this film that's oh. a good are you, <laughs> are you sure no i'm yeah, sure no. Yes, i have sat My down day. and watched
2: it with him <laughs> i do not know that he's watched this
0: film um so we've also pulled the roles out of the hat at random we've got in defense of the film alex oh, yeah. in prosecution we've got captain dave Hey. In the role of a character witness, we've got me. And in the role of judge, we've got Joel. So everyone feeling excited about those roles? Very excited. Yeah, okay,
1: okay.
0: Going on uh, the shit list. <laughs> and, and in the role of a uh, button busher we've got austin <laughs> once again keep up the good work man uh, so i just want to say thank you very very much for everybody who's listened to our festive editions and who's listened all the way through we just want to say we're really really grateful you know as dave said this is the season of goodwill and we're just very very grateful for let uh, see this is when christmas music should be playing in the background okay so just this is a note for austin for later but we just want to say we're really really <laughs> very very subtle um yeah, we're really grateful for all of the listeners that we've had, and for everybody who's given us a follow and a like and a share. Um, so you can check us out on. Filmsontrial.co.uk. We've got all of our back catalog there, which includes all of our festive films. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at film trials. Also, you can check us out on YouTube and our new Facebook page as well. Please give that a share and a like captain Dave will be very grateful because he's the one looking after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also while you're on Twitter, why not give our good friends, Winston sang and Austin Ray a follow at the underscore quirks and at Aussie Ray, respectively. They are really great friends of the podcast and provide us with great sound quality and hilarious images each and every week. So we just want to say thank you very much once again, everybody. And we will be in your ears next week with Pulp Fiction. So without further hesitation, happy Christmas, everybody. And goodbye. <laughs>